Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for another episode of the Steelers postgame show. It's the first show of the 2019 regular season, and boy, was it forgettable. Joining me, as always, is Lance Williams to recap the 33-3 SmackDown the New England Patriots put on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Lance, let's get right into it. What were your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts simply were, I'm glad you have 15 more games. That, that That's, to me right now, that's like a, an unfathomable thought, having to watch this team play for the 15 more games. <laughs> but I know that it's because I'm an emotional fan, and I've, it's tough for me to envision. I will say that the defense, I feel like there's some hope. Um, some of the things that we saw, but even there, I, I mean, Lance, the first question right off the bat. And I said this on Twitter because I run the behind the steel curtain Twitter feed during games. I, I was, I was doing my winners and losers column thinking about who could be a winner. Lance, tell me something, anything, one player, something positive. And you're normally Mr. Negative, but tell me something positive to take away from this 33 to three smackdown. I don't think there's one particular player. You could say there's a positive, but I, I go back to a, a statement that Collinsworth made when he said that the approach and where they're trying to get to as a defense by being faster, uh, being more of a hybrid defense. I think the approach is right. Um, however, you know, going into Foxborough, playing against Tom Brady with a lot of new uh, interchangeable parts was pretty tough. Um, Sean Davis proved his his injury proved to be the domino. I think that really impacted this defense. You had Hilton playing in some different positions. You had Cameron Kelly playing, and he looked like a uh, what league was that? AAF. He looked like an AAF. Uh, player. Um, you know, you had Devin Bush out there in a new role, obviously a rookie. Barron, you know, kind of in a new role, playing in a new defense. Uh, so, you know, you put like four or five new pieces on a field against Tom Brady on the road in Foxborough. That's going to be tough, but I think it's something that we'll have to be patient with. Uh, my only disappointment was I thought that they would dominate the interior. Um, of that offensive line a little more. 
I think they were winning a lot of individual battles, but I think what, you know, New England does so well is schematically they just go to shotgun, hit you a quick game. And when you try to play man coverage, they run those rubs and those picks underneath and the ball is out. So, you know, any any advantage that you had there, it's negated uh, by his ability to read the field and get the ball out quickly. Yeah, I mean, I, I found myself thinking, where's where's Stefan to it? Where's Cameron Hayward? Cameron Hayward's name wasn't said once in this game. It's you you can't in my opinion, and you can talk schematics, you can talk about X's and O's, your players need to show up and make plays, period. Your best players need to And Cam Hayward, I would say, is arguably one of the best defenders that they have. Nothing. Didn't do a thing. Bud Dupree, yes, he registered the only sack on Tom Brady. He was atrocious. When TJ Watt is getting double teamed every single play, and that's not an exaggeration. Bud Dupree's got to win his one-on-one match. He can't do it. He cannot do it. That was against the, uh, I think, win was the first-round draft pick for them, right? Yeah. Out of, out of Georgia. Oh, yeah, he did not play. He, You know, Dupree did not play particularly well. And that was a matchup that we thought, at least a matchup between Watt and Cannon, we both noticed it from last year and how well Watt played against Cannon, that Cannon really could not handle Watt. Um, and you saw what the Patriots did. They basically said, you know, they took the approach that they do on defense about trying to take out a weapon and taking out the Steelers' number one defensive weapon, which was T.J. Watt. And you can see that the game plan, or at least their passing pass blocking plan, really focused on taking him out of the game. Yeah, I, I don't think if you're talking about winners and losers, game balls, whatever you want to call it, I don't think there was a bigger loser than this vodka drinker gave us 10 bucks in the tip jar. I'll put it up on the screen there. Moncrief <laughs> has got feet for hands and our linebackers handle play action like junior high rookies. Um, first, Dante Moncrief, because some people might say that Cam Kelly would be the biggest loser um, in the game. I, no, I don't think so, because Cam Kelly is a backup. Cam Kelly played in the AAF this past season uh no one in their right mind thought that cam kelly was going to come in and be able to solidify the back end um like um sean davis's but dante moncrief was a free agent acquisition that got paid a pretty decent amount of money to catch passes now i, I read this off to you before we went on the air he was targeted 10 times lance 10 times he ended up with three catches for seven yards and one of those catches was in garbage time when ben roethlisberger essentially just heaved the ball over the middle as in the low i think it was a low snap i uh, just say what you want about moncrief and i said that his when in week two of the preseason when he fumbled the ball against kansas city i said that was a tough start to a career in pittsburgh this was worse this was way worse I, I don't know what else to say about Dante Moncrief. I don't know what they're waiting for. Uh, Notice that when James Washington entered the game, things started to open up a little bit more. I don't know. You can speak on that if you want. I'm a little disappointed in how they utilize Washington, um, that they're only using utilizing Washington on nine routes. They've got to be a little more creative and try to do different things with him. I do not want to see Switzer on the field as well as a slot receiver with Juju and Moncrief. Moncrief, very disappointing game. However, you know, the National Football League is a no-excuses league. And if you're Cam Kelly and you're going to suit up, you've got to play better football. You know, giving up, uh, you know, deep seam routes, you know, running guys running straight down the middle of the field past you, that's below the line. That's unacceptable. So in terms of goats of the game, it's both of those guys. It's Moncrief and it's Kelly. But I think it's also on the offensive football team, the offensive staff in terms of its game plan in this game. I had no idea what they were trying to do. Um, Anytime you can't convert numerous thirds and one and fourth and ones, you're just not going to compete. You're not going to win. And it was below the line, like Coach Tomlin said in his press conference. I mean, that was just deplorable. I mean, play with some gumption, a little bit of physicality, some strength, and try to move somebody and get a yard. I mean, it's terrible. 
I mean, the, their short yardage offense was absolutely below the line, and they're going to have to get that done. They're going to have to get that fixed immediately. I don't. I don't think that you know. So getting bent with Bo, he's a longtime listener of the show. He said our defense was exposed. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, just based on the fact that, to me, you know, I look at the defense was gassed. I mean, it's week one. They're going to be tired as it is because they're not accustomed to playing four quarters. So that's bad enough. But you mentioned the offense. The offensive game plan to me, it literally looked like they were were guessing. And that's a really bad place to be in when you're talking about an offensive game plan and an approach to a series, a drive, whatever. Um, it seemed like they came out every single series in the first half trying to do something different. Um, they tried running the ball in the first two or three series, not very effective. Then they tried to go no huddle, not very effective. They tried different personnel, but they didn't put in uh, – Vance McDonald until Juju really utilized Vance McDonald as a receiver until Juju got hurt at the end. I'll talk about injuries here in a second, but Lance a little bit about the offensive approach. Is it just me or did it, they look predictable and like they were just stabbing blindly into the dark, trying to hope, trying to hit something. I don't know if they look predictable. I think to your, to, um, to, to what you're saying, I think they were unpredictable, but nothing worked. I mean, it just looked like they were unpredictable because they were searching for anything that would work, and nothing ultimately worked. I think a concern, if you're a Steeler fan, is that you got rookie wide receivers getting touches so early in the season. I mean, you've got them, you know, uh, Holton was targeted, uh, Johnson was targeted. I, I mean, like, it, it just seemed concerning to me that so early in the season, um, you know, they're targeting these young wide receivers. And um, when I watch this offense, and I know it's early, and I don't want to overreact, no one, there's no, no one looked explosive. The offense did not look explosive. I mean, a majority of the time, New England had at least 10 guys within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. So, I mean, you've got to take advantage of that, but this offense does not look explosive at all. No, not at all. And it's one of those situations where, you know, it seemed like every route that Moncrief ran was a little drag route or a stop route or whatever you want to call it in football terminology. He never was going down the field. James Washington was trying to stretch the field. Johnny Holden was trying to stretch the field. They even ran a go route with Deontay Johnson, who I thought didn't play too bad for being a rookie. Uh, in a big spot like that, I guess for me, there's a good chance that the Steelers' offense has has not found their identity yet. And we have to remember that the the offensive line. I mean, David DeCastro, he played the same amount of snaps that Ben Roethlisberger probably did. Same with uh, Marquise Pouncey. Now let's talk about injuries. Let's bring up Pouncey. So Tomlin wrapped up his post game press conference. He said T.J. Watt obviously left the game with a hip injury. He'll be evaluated. Uh, Marquise Pouncey was an ankle. Joe Hayden was a shoulder. He was able to come back. And the other injury was Juju Smith-Schuster, which is probably the scariest one. Why? Because he said it's a toe. If he gets turf toe, that can that can linger for a skill position player. So we'll have to make sure Tuesday he'll that he'll update all those, and then we'll see with practice. Let me day. ask you something, Jeff. I mean, you 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 know the body. You're that type guy. Uh, does turf toe come from contact? Uh, turf toe can come from several different things. It it basically is like a severe sprain of the, of the big toe. And so every time that you are flexed and they call it turf toe because it was, it, it happened to a lot of athletes that played on AstroTurf because it doesn't give. And when you plant Sometimes it's not a, it's a non-contact thing, but a lot of times it's when that toe jams down into turf or something like that, which is what happened to Juju at the end of the game there. I'm not sure why he was still in the game. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but it can be a painful injury for someone that is a skill an offensive lineman right, can right, back, right. an offensive lineman can come back sooner than a running back with turf toe. But turf toe, that's what 
ended uh, a lot of people say that that ended Jack Lambert's career early. Deion Sanders too. Deion yep. Sanders is another guy. Exactly. I'm not suggesting that Juju Smith-Schuster's career is All over, right. but I wanted to get your opinion. So let's say you're the coach of the Steelers. You're down 33 to three. It's garbage time. There's about seven minutes left in the game. And what do you ever say? All right, Ben, we're just going to move on to next week. All right, Mason, get in there. Pouncey, go ahead and have a seat. DJ no, Finney, go no. in there. Jalen Samuels, get some reps. No, you never no. will. I mean, at some point, they've got to develop a rhythm. I mean, they've got to develop a rhythm. I mean, at some point in time, we were talking, you know, we were texting all through the game. I mean, you got to find a rhythm. You got to find something that works uh, a personnel grouping, a formation, a set of plays. I mean, something. Some Everything was so disjointed on offense. I'm sure that's why they kept everybody in. Um, although it looked pretty bizarre when uh, B.J. Finney held onto the ball and the entire <laughs> offensive line fall snapped, uh, uh, you know, fall started, I should say. I mean, that was just indicative of how bad the game was. But, I mean, they tried to get some rhythm. I mean, you got to get some rhythm. I mean, this offense looked really disjointed. They got a Seattle team coming in next week. And they got to find something somewhere. So, I'm sure that's why they wanted to keep everybody in. It's football. Guys are going to get nicked. I don't know if you – it happens. Guys get hurt. Yeah. And so now the Steelers are faced with some very key injuries heading into week two with the Seattle Seahawks coming to Heinz Field. And they were victors over the Cincinnati Bengals today on Sunday. Watched a lot of that game. Um, wow. It was actually – Oh, it was actually a better game than you think compared to the other late games. It was actually one of the more competitive games. So take that better for than one we watched tonight. Uh, <laughs> oh, whoa. I mean, in Mike Tomlin's post game press conference, he basically said, um, it sucked and we're not ready for prime time multiple times. And the, the, the crazy thing is, is that, you know, we, we know the news that Antonio Brown is going to be going to New England as of tomorrow. They'll make it official. Um, that team, barring an injury, is only going to get better. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So my question is to you, Lance, if everything's going to run through New England and it's probably going to run through Foxborough, doesn't that just kind of throw a big glass of water on the fire for the season? No, I mean, it, it's a long season. I mean, you can get better. I mean, let's just look at the Patriots in and of themselves. I mean, there was a year they won a Super Bowl and they got beat 31-0 to in the first game. I mean, it's a long season. I mean, there's 16 games, and being healthy and staying healthy is part of this whole thing. It's a war of attrition, and you've got to get better. They have an opportunity to get better. Um, you know, you know, I, you know. Tom Brady said this post-game press conference, or, or or just an interview on field, that there was a lot of things they could have done to be better. Um, you look at that Kansas City Chiefs team today. I mean, I don't know how you stop that offense. I mean, they probably could have scored 50 points on Jacksonville because they missed on at least three touchdown throws. Mahomes could have had six touchdown passes today. I mean, a tough team. It's a long season. Yeah. Uh, the narrative on the season has not been completely written. So, and, and me, you know, I'm, you know, I'm pain, your joy. And, you know, you sound like pain and I sound like joy. <laughs> you know, it's a long season. It, it, it's only one. It's no more, no less. I mean, my brother is hitting me with text. Oh, we whooped your, your A's and this, that. And he's all fired up. I'm like, dude, you're older than me. You've been <laughs> through, you, like, you've been through this more times than I have. It's one and oh. That's it. It's more, no less. I mean, it's a painful loss. It's embarrassing. But these are the type of moments that you go home, you're humble, you watch the film, you correct, and you concentrate on getting better. It better create a singular focus on the task at hand against the Seattle Seahawks next week. Okay, so let's look ahead a little bit. I don't want to go into, like, full-down breakdown. But when you finish digesting the crap sandwich that this was 
what changes, if any changes at all, would you make from a personnel standpoint? For instance, you might say, I'm not making a knee-jerk reaction. I'm not going to give up on a player after one week. Or are you going to say, this might be something I might try, whether it's this player plays in this situation, this spot on the field, whatever the case may be. What changes would you make? Honestly, this is going to be interesting. Honestly, nothing. Because this is one of those, and you've been a coach. I mean, this is one of those where you get beat so bad, it's hard to take anything away from it other than, man, we just stunk. We just kind of got killed. We just weren't really ready. Like, it's one of those where you don't necessarily burn the film, but you're like, that was a bad one. We, we've got to go back to this drawing board with the guys because you, you can't lose confidence in guys so soon. I mean, you gotta you got to give guys a little bit of a rope. Now, I know Moncrief, if you have a couple more performances like Moncrief had, then they'll lose confidence in him because you just can't give a guy that many targets with no catches. I mean, it's just you just don't have enough plays. Uh, but honestly, I, I wouldn't swap anybody out. The only thing maybe would be I would play Moncrief, Washington, and Juju in 11 personnel and take out the uh, football man, the electric football man that doesn't move forward in Ryan Switzer. And hopefully Sean Davis gets healthy so you see a little more stability on the back end. You know, earlier you said you didn't feel like the offense was predictable. I disagree. If you go back and, and watch some of their situational packages that they went into, the bunch package, um, even in certain personnel groupings, I'll give you the perfect example. The touchdown pass that fell, it was, it was when they kicked the field goal. Third and one, they throw the fade pass to Moncrief. He looks over the wrong shoulder. Would have been there if he just turns to his left. He looks over his right shoulder. That play is designed for Ryan Switzer. And Dante Moncrief is the second read. I could I could have told you to run that play the second they came out of that timeout and they had their personal group. I could have said, this is what they're going to do. The here's first, the, here's it, the thing, though, Jeff. It was open. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. You're right. It was predictable. It was open. I, sometimes I just wish the Steelers would get into the you know what, it's third and inches, it's third and one. We have one. We supposedly have one of the best offensive lines in the game. We're going to buckle up. We're going to go forward. I don't care if it's QB sneak, a handoff to James Washington. These pitches to, you know, the Todd Haley pitch on third and short, just awful, just awful. I just so. want to do a costume change quickly. <laughs> Real quickly, I just want to do a costume change. My head was a little hot. Because I'm uh, in, in turn, my internal body temperature is just a little steamy based on this uh, putrid performance. But to your point, at some time, y you have to make a physical statement, like you said. You, you, you can't go, you know, 11 personnel, 10 personnel on third and one. The pitch, some of the play calling was really bad. Establish the line of scrimmage and play football. What about Rosie Nix in short yardage situations? Was there a Rosie Nix sighting? No. They didn't target a tight end till late. It, it just it didn't feel like they had a cohesive plan to attack the Patriots. It just not only were the players not ready for prime time, I'm not sure if the plan was ready for prime time either. No, this is bad. I and I, you said earlier, you're like Julian. I'm like pain right now because I never in a million years would have guessed that would have happened. It, I, if you would have said they lose, I get, but yeah, I get it. That's a tough spot, like you said. But to lose thirty-three to three and you're trailing twenty to nothing at halftime, I mean, we're talking about some seriously awful situational football. Bad from the start, man. It's let me ask you, Jeff. What how, a way to how, how different is the game if they convert those third and shorts in the first half? It's tough to say. Um, well, they punted on the one, they were in their own end, so there's no guarantee they would have gotten in it's like field goal range or anything. Um, 
How about just from the sense that you don't give Brady maybe well, the thing. Three, or, three or four more possessions? And the Steelers' defense was gassed. I mean, yes. say what you want about that defense, but they were on the field a ton tonight. I feel like they were on there for 200 snaps or something, but um, I'm not. I'm more upset with the offense than I am the defense. There's a lot of people in the live chat right now that are talking about Butler and you know, they said Mark Barron was on the field too much. They were all on the field too much. I, I I agree with you, Jeff. I mean, it's a complimentary game. I mean, it's a three-phase game. And, you know, the defense was was hung out to dry. They played way too many snaps. And, and, and this was actually, I think, a de- pretty decent game to me from Collinsworth. You know, he said some points that I thought hit home about the, the approach the Steelers are trying to take on defense. I thought was spot on. Uh, the other one was in a week one game when you play this many snaps. I mean, it was almost three to one snaps in the first half. And you're going to be dead in a first game. And I think Tomlin was spot on in his press conference when he said, you're going to face certain type of throws and certain type of plays when a defense feels like they have you under control. So you're going to see stuff that you know, they're just going to try stuff on you. Like some of that stuff in the second half, I think that's stuff that the Patriots wanted to kind of see if it would work, and it did. Yeah. Let's look at the box score, shall we? Um, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they obviously lose 33-3. to This is something that we typically do um, after games in our post game. It's normally not just us ranting and raving over how awful they looked, yet here we are still. Um, let me get this uh, stupid ad to not go off in the middle of it there we go all right so james connor let's talk about the rushing stats first he finished with 10 carries for 21 yards with a balmy average of 2.1 yards per carry jalen samuels two carries for four yards. they only ran the ball 13 times one of those was ben roethlisberger for 32 yards two and a half yards per carry lance okay jeff that's not stop, good enough stop <laughs> stop in the name of love <laughs> before you break my heart <laughs> they had 12 rushing attempts from running backs yes for 26 yards yes I, Long, I, the, the longest run was from the quarterback seven yards remember you 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 know that word you always say that starts with a ba and ends with my name <laughs> yes yes i do by lance Yes. 47 passing attempts, 12 rushing attempts from running backs or fullbacks. Help. I need somebody. Help. I need anybody. Help. (laughs) Won't you please, please help me? Good Beatles reference there. You know, I, I tweeted this out during the game, and I said that I'm, I was glad they were being patient with the run early in the game. They, they, they stuck with it. And I asked, how long will they be patient? Well, as the possessions got shorter and as they got fewer, by the time they hit the second half, it was full-on pass-happy mode. And I, right when that happened, I'm stunned that Ben only had one pick. Let's look at his stat line. 27 of 47 for 276 yards. Uh, and those are even padded with that last garbage time drive where he hit Vance McDonald a couple times. Um, 5.9 yards average, one interception, zero touchdowns, was sacked one time for a awesome QBR of 18.2 and a rating of 65.6. There you go. Let me stop you again, Jeff. I need okay. help. I, I need I need help. Won't you please, please help me? He had more incompletions than they had rushing attempts. Yeah. Just think of that. In the live chat, just think of that. He had seven more incompletions than they had rushing attempts. I I just, okay. (laughs) Okay, let's keep it moving down to the receiving core. Um, in terms of targets, Dante Moncrief led the team with 10. 
Uh, after that, it was Juju Smith-Schuster with eight. And then you had James Washington with six. Ryan Switzer, your boy, with six. And then Deontay Johnson with five. Everyone else had less than five. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who I thought had a pretty good game, six receptions, 78 yards, 13 yard average james washington two for 51 25 and a half average does anyone know why james washington ran out of bounds <laughs> i'm glad you <laughs> i mean he catches that pass and i'm thinking shoot he's he's gone and then he just steps out of bounds like there's no safety coming over to hit you what are you doing <laughs> Oh, it's the invisible hand. <laughs> Wait, it, 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 it's 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 the invisible hand. You know the term that was coined by the great economist Adam Smith. It's the invisible hand, man. The invisible hand pushed him out of bounds. I, I, me and my dad rewound that play maybe three or four times, thinking, why did he run out of bounds? I, I didn't understand it. And, you know, in our perpetual Steeler, uh, you know, painful Steeler watching, we knew they were going to kick a field goal. Uh, yeah. Okay. We're just going to keep going. It's, let's go down to defense. Um, Devin Bush led the team with tackles with 11 total tackles, seven of them solo. What were your thoughts on the rookie's performance, Lance? They gave up 33 points. I know, but the rookie's performance. Of all of those <laughs> tackles, none of them were consequential. Okay. Um, I thought he struggled just like the rest of the defense. You see the flashes, the speed and stuff is there. Um, I think he struggled. Um, his recognition of play action was below the line. Him and Barron, I mean, they got sucked on. They, I mean, they got used on play action. So, struggling. He struggled. You know, he struggled just like everybody else. But you know, it's a game one. He got a lesson from the master, and so did Edmonds with the eye manipulation, but Bush struggled. Yeah. Yes. They, like you said, they all did. Cameron Kelly, the AAF All-Star, he was seven tackles, five solo, no pass defenses. Um, I could continue to go down the line. Terrell Edmonds had a pass defense. They only had one pass defense in the entire game. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus they did <laughs> i'm surprised they had any yeah they did have five quarterback hits hilton had one dupree had one and a sack um and tj watt had three and i'm looking at tackles for losses actually didn't do bad there again i don't want to sound like i'm coming off hard on the defense i wasn't as disappointed with them as i was in the offense so um anything to add about the defense uh, you know, just bad, you know, not good enough. Um, I, I think the thought is there where they want to be. I think that's there. Uh, you know, we just have to see it. Um, you know, a couple other numbers, because I brought up the game book myself, um, where we were talking about snap count, snaps, a number of plays. They ran, the Patriots ran 40 offensive plays in the first half to only 24 from the Steelers. Um, and so, you know, when you look at that, um, it's tough. I mean, it's tough. You're going to be a gas bunch on third down in the first half. The Patriots were five of nine. You know, they kept drives going. They kept the ball. They gassed this defense out. They had the ball for 17 minutes. And that's why I think you saw the defense really struggle even more in the second half. And when you only convert three of 12, uh, third downs for 25%, um, you know you're gonna put your you're gonna put your defense in some compromising situations. Although uh, the total number of plays kind of evened itself out at the end of the game, the Patriots uh, snapped 67 plays to the Steelers 61. But still, I think the damage was done in the first half, um, as it was a little lopsided in terms of number of snaps. You know, it's um, 
<clears throat> it's something that Mike Tomlin said to get away from the box score for a second. Uh, he said this to New England Patriots media leading up to the game. They asked him, they said, Coach, you know, you've had a really good um, spring, you know, not spring training. You've had a really good training camp, really good preseason. And he said, that means nothing. We had a good, we had a good training camp last year, too. And we know how that played out. I guess for me, the one thing that I look at in this situation is if there was ever a time for you to take a beating like this, I would always ask for that early in the season, you know? So the Steelers, maybe, maybe just maybe they were drinking their own Kool-Aid a little bit and they thought that they were going to be set and that they don't need anything and they're good. They're fine. We got this. We didn't play that much in the preseason, but we're just going to roll up there. We beat them last year. We're going to give them a game. And the Patriots smacked them down hard. And so if you're ever going to eat a piece of humble pie and realize that you have to get back to the drawing board and you got to work harder than what you thought, I guess week one's the way to do it. You know what I mean? I don't know, Jeff. I mean, I mean, you're going up to a place, to a team that has beat you soundly for years. You're going up against arguably the greatest QB and the greatest coach, and they're dropping a sixth banner on your head when you had the most prior to that season. If you go up there cocky, shame on you. I mean, shame on you. I mean, you can't go up there cocky. I mean, the attitude to go up there is we have nothing to lose. Let's be ultra aggressive and go up here and try to win this game. And I think that was the thing that was probably the most frustrating for me was offensively, they were playing titly winks, and New England was trying to win. Um, not saying that they're not trying to win the game, but just be aggressive. Even if it doesn't work, be aggressive. I always try to encourage uh, my daughter when she plays, be aggressive. The one thing a coach likes is aggressive mistakes. Coaches don't like mistakes. If you want to make a mistake, make an aggressive mistake. <laughs> as, I, as I'm looking at Jeff um, getting beat up by the Sandman, uh, you got to bob and weave, Jeff. <laughs> I used to say as a coach, if you're going to make a mistake, make it fast. Yes. Make it full speed. Be aggressive. Don't go in timid. And I won't be as pissed off about it. Um, here's $10 from Isaac from the uh, live chat. He said, uh, it's okay, guys. It's not like this will come back to haunt them and then they managed to reach the postseason. <laughs> and he's obviously being sarcastic in his statement there, but he didn't yes, use the super yes. chat. Oh, thank you for your service, uh, Isaac, if that's you. Um, in that picture. Just want yeah. to say that. Um, so I do think that, you know, for me, everyone right now is going to have a ridiculous overreaction. And I might be a part of that because I'm really disappointed. <laughs> um, but at, this, at the same time, um, I think that if you look at – situations like look at the Baltimore Ravens who just shellacked the Miami Dolphins. I asked myself, is is Miami really a good barometer of where this team is and, and what they are going to look like? Probably not. But at the same time, look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and say, is this more indicative of what we should expect? Well, I sure as heck hope not. I sure as heck hope not. Um because the Steelers, they, they look disjointed. Um, they they looked they looked timid at times. I, I don't I don't want to say they're scared or made it seem like they were scared, but uh, it wasn't a good performance. That's for sure. There's a lot to improve upon, and there's 15 games left, and a lot can change in 15 games. So next week, the Seahawks come to Heinz Field for the home for the home opener. I do want to mention this for Dave Schofield. He has two tickets that he's trying to get rid of for the game in the home opener in Seattle. Uh, I'm it's in terms of price and location, I have no clue. He just sent me a text and said, "Hey, can you mention I'm trying to sell two tickets? If you're interested, you can email him. Find his website or his email address on behindthesteelcurtain.com. Just find any article with his name underneath it. Click on his name. It will bring up his email. You can email him and say, "Hey, how much are tickets?" Hopefully you guys can work something out. Um, so yeah, so the Steelers lose thirty-three to three. 
Let me, Lance, give, an, let me give, an encur- let me give an encouraging word for Whoa. Steelers for, for Steeler fans out there. Whoa, okay, go it for it. Is, you have to have a short memory in the National Football League, and this only counts for one. Uh, me and Jeff, I mean, we obviously aren't professional players. Jeff runs the website. We do the podcast. But our schedule is so busy, particularly Jeff's with the articles and the shows, that after tonight, we have to move on. We have yeah. to move on. We have to start breaking down Seattle. We got to start doing more shows. Jeff's got to do more articles. I have to do probably a quick watch of game film to kind of see what it looked like. We have to move on. We can't wallow in this defeat. That's what the NFL is about. You win. Hopefully you win and correct, but you got to lose and correct as well. You've got to move on. You've got to concentrate and focus on what you did well, what you didn't. You've got to compartmentalize it. You've got to create teachable moments, and you've got to move on. They've got to move on to the next. This game has to be over in, let's say, another 12 hours. Yeah, for the website, we typically I typically tell my writers that if you're going to write an article that has anything to do that's not breaking news with the past game, you have until Wednesday. And then on Wednesday is when you turn the page and you start looking ahead to the next week. And so until they get to the point where there is no next week, like you said, you, you have like 12 hours. And I, I watched this game, and as a former coach, we've all had those games where you're like, like you said, we're burning the tape. Like, hey, you're telling us we're not watching this again. <laughs> They'll watch it. They have to watch it because there's players like Cam Kelly. I mean, you would think that in his experience and as a football player would know that as a free safety, you can't let anyone behind you. That's like rule number one. You know, um, I got caught up watching the head and shoulders commercial with Troy Polamalu saying, <laughs> Me Troy, too. Lo- Troy looks like he could still play. Me and too. We, like, and we need, we need a safety. I was, hey, like, Troy, wow, Troy? <laughs> I was like, Troy looks great. I was thinking the same thing, right? That's hilarious. It was like, great hair, Troy. Well, as I wear my 43 Troy, as I'm wearing it as well, I was like, wow, look at Troy. Oh, oh my gosh, look at this question. Joel Coleman says, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Cause, cause, okay, so, okay, hold on, hold on. So, <laughs> Joel great. Coleman puts $2.99 in the tip jar using the super chat feature, which we really appreciate, by the way. And he says, Hey, Jeff, should Ben try intermittent fasting? Um, for the. <laughs> That's for those great. that have listened to the show for a long time, uh, you'll hear Lance mention, reference my Instagram account and stuff. I am a fitness guy. Uh, I do take training and personal training and online stuff very serious. And so <laughs> the fact that, you know, Ben says stuff like last year, you know, oh, I, I, I realized that I shouldn't be just like eating massive amounts of carbohydrates and not doing anything to burn off those excess calories and as a trainer i'm like oh my gosh this guy is so stupid (laughs) (laughs) intermittent fasting is great by the way you shouldn't do it every day maximum three days a week but still i think you should try it if you need and and i and and i'm doing it uh tomorrow i think i i think i stopped at eight but yeah I i just go to one if that if I think, but yeah, I mean, hopefully Jeff's um, solid eating habits and fitness rubs off on his other three podcasters because uh, <laughs> we got some LBs that we could loan somebody. <laughs> uh, Nick, we'll, we'll, here we go. Five dollars from Kathy. Uh, she said, uh, "Thanks, Lance. I've been way down over a beat in the game, trying to move on." It's tough to be a Steeler fan right now. The fact that Antonio Brown's going to be going to the New England Patriots. Third and fifth. Third and fifth. Yeah, I forgot that I put the band back on. Mr. Third and fifth uh, is is going to be a member of the Patriots. But you know, I don't want to touch on that subject too much. But yeah, you know, I don't I don't wish injury on anybody. But I don't think that you know. I said this in a tweet earlier today, and a lot of people did kind of misconstrued it. They said we. I said I, I don't think that I don't think Antonio Brown, Mister Third and Fifth, is going to be acting the way he did in Oakland or the way that when he left Pittsburgh. My question is going to be when Brady just hits the open receiver. You know what I mean? When he hits Edelman over the middle, and then Edelman over the middle, and then uh, he hits uh, Josh Gordon down the sideline, or he goes to, to James White in the flat. 
and Antonio Brown is not touching the ball, not touching the ball, not touching the ball. What does he do then? Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. That's what I want to know. Because that's the situation where Brown's going to be really, really intrigued because he's only in a one-year contract. And he wants to hit free agency and he wants to get paid again. And so he needs to get the numbers. So for me... That's where I could see a combustible situation would be on the sideline. Lance, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I don't have any more energy for that guy. <laughs> you know, I, I I predicted it on our show. Check that you out. You did. Kudos uh, to you. You know, I already did the show. AB stands for Absolutely Bonkers, which I think is a classic show, by the way. Uh, a great, like, 11, 12-minute rant. Um, I mean, I think the most telling thing, I don't want to read too much in their dismantling of the Steelers, but they've had no problem scoring points in the last 10 years, regardless of whoever they roll out there. So Antonio Brown, Mr. Third and Fifth, is simply icing for them. They don't they they don't need him. This is an offense that's gonna score anywhere from 28, 27 to 30 points a game with him or without him. Yep. Vodka drinker puts $5 in the tip jar says, I don't have to fast. I can't keep food down after watching this football game. Yeah. You keep drinking that vodka. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, it's, um, this is a very disappointing loss on a multitude of levels and planes. Uh, but at the same time, it is a situation where if there's going to be a gut punch, the Steelers just got it and we'll see how they respond um correct me if i'm wrong lance i don't know if you remember wasn't it after a patriots they went up to new england and lost to the patriots after a super bowl win this was on thursday night wasn't it that the game that in week two they played the the 49ers at home and just completely throttled them that was when ryan chazier had a tremendous football game was all over the field do you remember that yeah, I do remember that. Is game. that this was that the same season? Did that happen in back to back weeks? Because I know the San Fran Man, game was in week two. I wish Dave Schofield was up. I'm not sure, but I do remember that because I actually watched that game in San Francisco at a sports bar, and I was like the only guy with a Steeler jersey on in a in a sea of 49er faithful guys in the middle of San Francisco because my daughter had to take some sort of exam that day. Um, in San Francisco. So I was just giving people the business. It was so bad. They were beating the Niners so bad. People just started buying me drinks. This is like, they were like, here, can you just take a drink so you can be quiet, please? So I had a fantastic day, but I'm not sure if they got throttled the week before. But to your point, there is a significant importance about winning next week. You do not want to go down 0-2. I know Dave has the numbers, and I'm sure he'll talk about that on the Stat Geek or I'll text him to ask him to talk about that on a stat geek if they fall to 0-2. The only thing that made this day positive was watching Mr. I, I woke up today feeling dangerous get absolutely slapped up and shellacked. If you don't know who I'm talking about when I say I, I woke up today and I feel dangerous, oh Baker Mayfield. Oh. <laughs> oh, they got they got shellacked. And watching the Browns fans look so disappointed after they, after they read every press clipping and Sports Illustrated article that said that they were awesome, they got shellacked, and they committed, I believe, 19 penalties. I was like, this is great. Then I watched 33-3. But it was nice watching the Browns get shellacked in those terrible uniforms. Well, you know, and, and so Dallas, I'll bring this up on the screen. He said, we're, we're going to beat Seattle with a bunch of question marks and then crying, laughing emojis. You know, if you're going to if you're going to put all of your emphasis on one game in one week, then the Seattle Seahawks are an extremely beatable team because the Cincinnati Bengals should have won that game. 
should have won the game. Like I said, I watched most of it today, and they should have walked away with the win, and they couldn't do it because, well, Andy Dalton. So there you go. Um, all right, Lance, wrap it up for us. We've gone on long enough about this horrible game. If you're on the Clemeny Bridge, please go home. <laughs> That's one. And as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. We will see you next week, hopefully under better circumstances on the Steelers post game. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you later. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.